Good morning. Welcome to church. If you're here in the room, would you please stand? If you are watching at home, a warm welcome to you. Uh, today's a bit different than normal, uh, whatever normal means uh, in 2021. Uh, and yet, even in the most normal of all years, on Palm Sunday, we observe a different rhythm. And so uh, we today begin our journey to Easter more explicitly than even we've done during the Lenten season. And so this begins Holy Week, and as is traditional, today is a day with two focuses, two points of focus, where we begin outside the walls of Jerusalem, as it were, singing Hosanna, uh, waving the palm branches, and yet uh, by the end of the, the day, our hearts and minds have turned fully to the cross and to Good Friday. And so uh, we will live into both of those themes today. And really, it's a day, even as you see on your handout or if you're watching online, uh, you see even the two focuses, the Sunday of the Passion, Palm Sunday. Um, and yet we begin with the Liturgy of the Palms, it's commonly referred uh, to as. Uh, normally, this would be done often outdoors in a procession, quite literally joining with the crowds, uh, welcoming Jesus on the colt. Uh, Nate was telling me his previous church would actually, I guess you rent a colt. I'm sure you can find people who do this, and they would bring a donkey and, uh, you know, march around outside. And so we, we actually have a donkey outside today. No, we don't. We don't. Um, but we are going to do our best, even in, in an era of COVID, to live into some of these rhythms. And so we have some palm branches here for uh, Palm Sunday. And so we're going to uh, just here in the room, uh, as it were, um, live into these themes a bit and then sing All Glory, Laud, and Honor, which is a traditional song you would have sung. Uh, Christians around the world sing this song uh, as they march in procession. And so what I'll invite you to do as we're singing all glory, laud, and honor, uh, is to then come and receive one of these blessed palm crosses. We can kind of do it as we would in communion, where uh, maybe one or two at a time, you can come and just grab one as we sing. And so it's not disruptive, it's not strange, while uh, Sindhu's leading us in the song for you to move about, uh, it's a very small way for us, even in this unique season, to uh, live into this value. And if you're watching at home and are someone who comes and receives communion at the doors, we will have these available uh, then, and you can come and receive that as well. So uh, we now begin our service with the Liturgy of the Palms, uh, which is on the white insert you picked up on your way in or is online if you are following us on the website. Let us begin. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Dear brothers and sisters, from the beginning of Lent until now, we have been preparing our hearts by repentance and self-sacrifice. Today, with the whole church, we herald the beginning of the celebration of the Paschal Mystery. On this day, our Lord Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem and was welcomed as king with palms and shouts of praise. Today, we greet him as our king, though we know his crown was a crown of thorns and his throne a cross. Therefore, I invite you to follow our Lord this holy week from his triumphal entry, through his suffering and death, to the glory of his resurrection. Let us pray. Assist us mercifully with your help, O Lord God of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts, whereby you have given us life and immortality through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please remain standing for a reading from Mark 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, 
Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find there tied a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say to them, the Lord needs it and will send it back immediately. Then they went away and they found a colt tied near a door outside on the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said and that they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and they threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. And many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those that went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and he went into the temple where he had looked around at everything as it was already late. And then he went to Bethany with the 12. Continuing at the top of the next page, the Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Almighty God, for the acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed as King of Kings by those who spread their garments and branches of palm along his way. Let these branches be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our king and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns in glory with you and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us go forth in peace in the name of Christ. Amen. As we sing together, as I said, uh, feel free to come and take one of these palm branches as a way for us to enter into this great Palm Sunday procession and then take it back to your seat and keep it uh, with you throughout the week and the year. And so uh, let us sing together, all glory, laud, and honor. All glory, laud, and honor to the Redeemer King to whom the
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our first reading comes from Isaiah 45, 21 through 25. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a savior. There is no one besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am the God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone forth in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me are righteousness and strength. All who have incensed against him shall come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel shall triumph in glory. Please join me in reading Psalm 22, 1 through 21 together. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? From the words of my complaint. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear me. In the night season also, but I find no rest. But you remain holy, enthroned upon the praises of the Lord. Our fathers hoped in you, they trusted in you, and you delivered them. They called upon you and were delivered. They put their trust in you and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, torn by all from the outcast of the people. All those who see me laugh me to scorn. He trusted in God that he would deliver him. He will be with him. But you are he that took me out of my mother's womb. You were my hope when I was yet upon my mother's breast. I have been cast upon you ever since I was born. You are my God when in my mother's womb. Oh, go not far from me, for trouble is near at hand. Many oxen have come around me. They gape at me with their mouths. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My strength is dried up like a pot shard, and my tongue cleaves to my gums. My, for many dogs have come about me. 
They pierce my hands and my feet, and I can count all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots for my clothing. But be not far from me, O Lord. You are my seeker. Give me your name. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Our final reading is from Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, whom, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that every so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, today is a day defined by procession. It's a day in which we are reminded that we are a people on a journey. And this is one of the most ancient ways Christians have observed this day. And so uh, one of the things Christians did very early on was to retrace the steps of Christ. And so by about the fourth century, Christians around the world had an established custom on Holy Week, as you began Holy Week, of walking, quite literally, uh, the steps of the week, walking from the entry of into Jerusalem, outside the city, all the way to the cross and to the empty tomb. And this, quite naturally, began in Jerusalem. And to this day, Christians still uh, walk the way of the cross. Um, some of you may have been able to do that. It's still a, a very uh, famous uh, journey people can take. And yet, uh, as Christianity spread around the world, people wanted to find a way to localize this in their own uh, places that they lived. And so found ways to take these themes, take these same steps, and tie them to their own customs and their own homes. And uh, as an Anglican church, uh, the English way of doing this um, was established quite early as well. And by the Middle Ages, a very well-established way in which this theme of, of procession, this theme of journey was observed. And uh, the English, um, though modern English culture might tell you otherwise, the English historically have loved to sing. A very, a very lovely uh, tradition of singing within the church. And so what they did is they set the themes of this day to music, specifically the reading of the Passion Gospel. This is what came to be associated on this day, was you read the whole story of the Passion. And the way the English would do this was in a dramatized reading and singing. And so people would have various parts, parts assigned to the crowd or to Christ or to Pilate, so on and so forth. Uh, and it would be sung and acted out as a way to enter into the story, to help us see this is not just an ancient story we remember, but it's a story that we embody as followers of Christ. Um, 
I will not ask you all to sing today. It's unfair to ask you to do so without any uh, forewarning. Um, but we are going to do a slightly responsive form of reading where we live into that same theme. And so for all of you here in the room and if you're at home, uh, I'll ask you to take on the part of the crowd, uh, which just means there's a couple parts, and I'll prompt you when, but I'll invite you to respond as the crowd, to give voice to this reading we're going to read today. Um, and, and yet, it's a, it's, uh, it's a way for us to walk with Jesus through Holy Week and to remember where this story is headed. Uh, I've called Palm Sunday before something like liturgical whiplash. We begin singing Hosanna, and by the end of it, we're saying, crucify him. And yet it tells us the nature of this journey, where this journey is headed, the nature of the, the rule and reign of Christ, as we've already uh, prayed, that his throne is a cross and his crown is a crown of thorns. And so we cannot sing Hosanna without, as followers of Christ, knowing where that journey leads us. And so we enter into Holy Week through this extended reading uh, that takes the place of a homily, just so you know, in case you're... Um, settling in and wondering where this is headed. Uh, this will be instead of, of a reflection on the gospel, it's an invitation for us to actually hear the words uh, themselves and to sit with an extended reading, something we don't do often. We often chop up the Bible, it seems, into uh, small kind of bite-sized nuggets, and yet this is an invitation to sit with it in a narrative form. And so settle in uh, and really be attentive. Uh, that's one of the ancient invitations when the gospel is read, to be attentive to what is being said, and not just in the words I'm about to say, but really to be attentive to Christ this Holy Week. There are so many challenges to, a, to living an attentive life, uh, so many distractions that keep us inattentive. This is at a macro level when we think of the violence and the evil, uh, the injustice we've seen in our society the last few weeks. Uh, there's distractions when you think of uh, ships being stuck in canals. I mean, there's all things that occupy our thoughts and our minds, even down to the very uh, micro details of our own lived experience, the, the life of work and our life at home, a life of laundry and paying bills, uh, you know, on and on we could go. And yet there are opportunities here as well as Jesus invites his closest disciples in the garden to watch and pray. In some ways, that's the invitation for us on Holy Week. Will you watch and pray with Christ? And that begins right now. It begins with this reading. And so be attentive to these words, to this ancient story. When I prompt you, I encourage you to join in. And then about halfway through or towards the end, as we approach the actual crucifixion out of reverence and honor, I will invite you to stand, have a moment of silence before we then read the words of the crucifixion itself. And so uh, this year, the lectionary invites us to read this story from Mark's gospel. And so we begin in Mark 14, verse 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. 
The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. And with him there was a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him and fled. A certain young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth and ran off naked. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another, not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as deserving death. Some people began to spit on him to blindfold him and to strike him, saying to him, prophesy. The guards also took him over and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, you also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed, and the servant girl, on seeing him, began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. Then after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse, and he swore an oath, I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for a second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. As soon as it was morning, 
the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. Then the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the festival, he used to release a prisoner for them, anyone for whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you wish me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back together, crucify him. Pilate asked them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more together, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole cohort, and they clothed him in a purple cloak. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him. And they began saluting him, Hail, King of the Jews. They struck his head with a reed, spat upon him, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. They compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. As you're able, please stand. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The, the inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him, they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, listen, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. 
saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly this man was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph and Salome. They used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. When evening had come, and since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also himself waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate wondered if he were already dead and summoned the centurion and asked him whether he had been dead for some time. When he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the body to Joseph. Then Joseph brought a linen cloth and taking down the body, wrapped it in the linen cloth and laid it in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where the body was laid. Thank you. 
Let's continue in a state of prayer as we confess our sins against God and our neighbor together. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's greet one another from a distance with the sign of God's peace. You can be seated for just a moment. Again, wonderful to see you all. Just a reminder um, related to Holy Week that as we walk through this week, um, given the realities of, of the pandemic still and the limitations on gathering, most of our Holy Week expressions will be uh, virtual uh, until we gather again next Sunday for Easter Sunday. And yet there are a few ways to uh, live into the themes of this week. And one I wanted to mention is, uh, especially that's really a pretty unique and neat experience is our Westside Church, Trinity Westside, um, has set up a, a large Stations of the Cross exhibit of sorts in the parking lot of their west side where they've taken um, custom, really beautifully, thoughtfully curated images for the various stations and blown them up quite large and uh, pasted them on the, uh, the wall of our neighbor's building. Um, which I hope they're okay with. Um, but a really beautiful, meaningful way to walk through on Good Friday the Stations of the Cross in a safe and distanced way. And so um, many of the resources for this week will be digital and, and just watch the uh, email that goes out on Wednesday for, for those resources. But uh, if you wanted to walk through Holy Week in a physical embodied way, I would encourage you, if you can carve out some space on Friday, uh, to go and pray the Stations of the Cross at Trinity Westside. I was there earlier this week. And they really did a beautiful job. They're, they're quite lovely and, and moving, um, even just to see them. I mean, they're, uh, you know, as big as one of these window panels. They're quite large and, and really dramatic in that way. And so I uh, really would encourage you to do so. And then we will be back here uh, for Easter Sunday, um, as, as is um, the, the conclusion, the wonderful conclusion and joyful conclusion of our Holy Week journey. So I uh, hope to see many of you there, um, either online or here in the room as you're able. So as uh, so we now prepare our hearts for communion, would you stand and we will sing together the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father. is here and the spirit is with us lift up your hearts and lift, lift them up to the Lord. Lord let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right, right to, to give him thanks and praise 
It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for our sins, he was lifted up on the cross that he might draw the whole world to himself and by his suffering and death, he became the author of eternal salvation for all who put their trust in him. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only Son and eternal, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink, whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension. We offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive the, this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Father Almighty, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Lord has taught us, we're bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing of the body of Christ. We being many are one body, for we share the one bread. The gifts of God for the people of God. Jesus, Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, have mercy on Jesus, Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the Christ have mercy. 
Jesus, Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, have mercy on us, Jesus, Let us pray together. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. You're dismissed.